Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Donversations. I'm your host, Dawn. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're returning, welcome back. Thanks so much for listening. Today's episode, we have Kiki Shaw. She is a very accomplished woman. She has done so much. She's gone from being a junior high teacher. Uh, she's adopted two boys. Um, and she is the creator and founder of Smoothies, which is uh, tanks and leggings and Uh, She talks all about that journey and she's about empowering women and girls and just making people feel good in their own skin. And I firmly stand behind that message. Um, Before I play this podcast in typical Dawn fashion, we had all kinds of technical errors. And so I think I'm going to try and make them sound like bloopers so that you know why they cut off when they cut off. But we went from me doing the podcast to her having to do it through Zoom. She's in Canada. I don't know. I just have a hard time with um, doing podcasts with people that live in Canada. So it is what it is. Okay, guys, here we go. Hi, Kiki. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I was messing around with technology and I was getting so frustrated and I was just like, walk away, walk away. <laughs> it just does not come easy to me. And I wish I could tell myself that it does, but it doesn't. So, <laughs> so I need I'm to, the same. I need to get uh, my mind off of it and talk about something more uh, upbeat. So All right, we let's are. do it. Yeah. All right. So Kiki, I um, wanted to have you on the show because of all the things. I mean, you have a lot of things that you have done and accomplished. But um, what stuck out to me was how you really want to encourage, um, give give women confidence, help them with their self-esteem mm-hmm. and feel good about their bodies and body image. I mean, I love all that. I think we all need it. And, you know, no matter what size you are, what, what you what you look like, where you're at in your life, I feel like we all need to give each other as women a boost. I absolutely agree. Um, and it's just when we look at Instagram accounts, for, for example, uh, so many more women are stepping up and saying, you know what, to hell with this, I'm going to uh, embrace my body because what is the good in looking in the mirror and saying, I hate my hips. I hate my boobs. I hate my. Right. Yeah, I know it's, it's damaging and we would never talk to um, or let anybody talk to one of our family members like that, or one of our close friends, but we will say it to ourselves. And that's just so sad. Oh, are you there? Hello? Oh, yeah, we got lost, but I'm glad it reconnected. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I don't know what happened. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can hear you. Okay. I'm not moving. I'm just going to, I'm right here. <laughs> what the doodle? No, it's it's okay. Like, well, I, I can edit, so we're fine. Basically, I stopped and said that how sad it was that we- Oh, will... I could hear you. I oh, could you hear could. You. Okay. Yeah. I just couldn't hear you. Okay. okay. So what what do you say to that? So um, I, I totally agree. It's a form of bullying, right? And so if somebody were to say that to our child, um, we would jump into mama bear mode and we would 
you know, how do we, how do we say this to our kids? We we're like, you know what, that's not true. This is not what we tell ourselves because you're worth so much more. And yet we allow ourselves to go into this place of I'm not good enough. And, and I think one of the reasons is because women have long since competed and compared to society's expectations. So we're constantly looking at somebody else going, I wish I was thinner. I wish I was taller. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. And it's so ridiculous because, you know, I started gaining weight when I was seven and it was a way for me. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Take two. (laughs) Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I don't know what, I, sometimes that happens and it could be my app. I have no idea. Sometimes it happens, but it's just, it just depends. Where do you live? So we're kind of in, we're in a, on an acreage, but, and sometimes things get spotty, but usually not in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Are you guys, <laughs> where, but do you guys live like, um, are you in Canada? Are you in? Yeah, we're in Al- Northern Alberta. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Usually Canada it is spotty. I have no idea why, but I've had like three other podcasts with people from Canada and it's just hit or miss, but that's okay. We will that's what it, it is. It's the country. It's Canada. That's what <laughs> it is. You need to move. No, well, clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just tell your husband we got to go. Um... Oh. <laughs> Very official. Okay. Well, I feel like you should be hosting the meetings. <laughs> Why'd you bring me Welcome here today? To my show. <laughs> you should have a show. I mean, really. um, okay. So we had some technical difficulties and so we're just going to make it work. How does my sound? Is my sound fine? Yeah. Perfect. Kiki, she is on the show today because we're going to talk about all things, women, empowerment, um, encouraging women, um, I don't even know if I'll end up using the start of it of my anchor one, but I really liked it. Basically, um, you, you talk about all things, body image and things that we should be boosting as women, boosting each other up, making each other feel good, um, making ourselves feel good. And then in turn, making each other feel good. And I love that message. Oh, thank you. I think it's, it's long overdue because Women have been taught to compete and compare. So what we do is we look at another woman on the beach, for example, in a bathing suit. And typically two things will go through our head. It's either, oh my gosh, I'm glad I don't look like her. Or conversely, oh, I wish I had her body and I wish I looked like that. And then, you know, when you don't have a sense of confidence, it shows. And it doesn't only show in your body language, it shows in how you show up for other people and and your interactions with other people. So you become less apt to reach out. Um, Your mood is changed because it's your demeanor of, I believe that I'm not worthy or I believe I'm not good enough. And that's how you show up. So when I first met my husband, um, you know, like, to me, it looked like I probably weighed more than he did. And I was like, oh, geez, that's, that's, that's kind of, and then I thought, if he's interested in me for me, that's what matters. And I mean, it's been up and down for my, for me, for my body image. But I asked him years later, I said, what was it that, that really drew you to me anyways? And he said, your confidence. 
Aw, that's so awesome. He's like, you know, obviously I think you're beautiful and, and I'm attracted to you, but um, you know, he said it was just something about that. And I had somebody tell me that um, when I was teaching junior high as well. And she's like, so this is the way that you walk across the hallways and the way you carry yourself, which is interesting because I mean, you know, like I said, I started gaining weight when I was seven. I lost a bunch of weight when I was 12 because I wanted to date a boy and come September after I had basically starved myself all summer um, to the point of passing out and my period stopped even, um, showed up in September and people didn't recognize me. They were calling out somebody else's name and they thought that's who I was. And they're like, oh my God, it's Kiki. Like, wow. oh, you look so good. You look fabulous. And I'm like, yeah, you have no idea that in the morning I would wake up and when I stood up, uh, I would black out because my blood sugar level was so low and I would have a glass of orange juice for breakfast. I would have an individual yogurt for lunch and then have some lettuce for supper. And I would work out like crazy. So I was biking, playing tennis and all this kind of stuff. So then I show up and I get all this positive you know, right. of, oh, you're thin, you look good. And you, that it was that, oh, I must, I must be worthy now. And then the guy that I liked ended up dating my best friend. And <gasps> was, yeah. And so <sighs> it was one of those, why, why would my best friend do that? Because I really had a small group of friends. She and I talked all the time. And of course, back then you don't have uh, cell phones, right? So I remember going yeah. to the door and I, I could hear everybody in, in her house after school because her parents both worked. And it was like, oh, it's just Kiki, you know, don't, don't, don't answer the door, don't open the door. Um, and I was like, I just want to talk to you to find out what happened with all this. And it was one, it was a, a bullying event that that obviously has stuck with me for years because I right. well, I'm 53 now. So, you know, that was a long time ago. And it was something I thought, wow, uh, communication is so huge. And so we need to focus on our communication with other women. We have to focus on the communication we have with ourselves. And everyone talks about self-love and self-care, but people don't know what that means exactly. They're like, right. what does that mean by self-care? You know, and if you're doing meditation or yoga, you don't have to be, you know, some people don't know how to meditate, but really what it is, is taking some time out of your day quiet your mind, just to sit there in quiet and allow your body to be, allow your mind to be, and kind of do a self-check-in. How, like, how am I feeling right now? Am I super stressed out? Why am I stressed out? And communicate with things like, am I really, am I really this, this awful person if I, if I'm overweight or underweight or, or if I have this body shape? Like, I used to think that I was overweight because of my body shape. And when I was in uh, high school, my friend had a very cur curvy body. And so she had a small waist and a, a bigger bum and thighs. You know, she'd be considered like the uh, hourglass. Face. Hourglass, yeah, what everybody ascribes to. Right. And ironically, it's the smallest percentage of women who actually have an hourglass figure. Mm -hmm. I never knew anything about shape. I just real I just looked at something like if I couldn't do up my jeans, it meant that I was fat. So 
I didn't have that type of body. I had uh, what was, it's considered like a, an athletic body. Mm -hmm. um, I used to competitive swim. And when I, there was periods when, you know, I, when I was 12, I had lost that weight and I kept it off for a number of years. And then, but I would try to put on my friend Kim's jeans and they didn't fit. However, I couldn't get the, I may not have been able to get the button up, but the bum and the legs were too baggy. And so yeah. I just had it in my head. It's what I believed in. And I thought I must be fat. And so it created a persona in me that was insecure. Um, and I would do anything for, for somebody to like me or to, tr I was always trying to impress somebody or, you know, how can I win over their friendship? And it was just sort of this exhausting existence. And I, I didn't even realize it until I became an adult. And I was like, wait a second, why do women do this? You know, even in, even in larger industries, like I'm finding you look at uh, Instagram posts and you look at Facebook posts <clears throat> and people are basing their worth on the number of followers they have. Mm -hmm. And it's ridiculous. It doesn't say anything about who you are. It's, I mean, there's lots of connections out there. And, and I think we've got to stop this bullying and we have to change society's expectations by saying, we're going to work together. You know, you even reaching out to me saying, hey, I want to share this because somebody else is going to be able to relate to this in some fashion and it's going to help them out. And then, you know, we can have that conversation. And that's why podcasts are, are really just so incredible. Um, instead of saying, well, no, I can't do this because somebody else is doing it. Or, well, I, you know, I don't want to compete with this company or whatever it is. We don't have to do that. You can literally change your perception of how you're thinking. And, you know, I've written two books. Uh, one is called Kiss My Assets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've just been listening this whole time. People are probably like, is Dawn even still there? You were, I love everything you're saying. Um, but no, I love, I love puns and funny titles and stuff. So that is. Dawn went to go get a perm. She'll be back. <laughs> I'm just gonna ramble on. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So what what based what made you write that book? I really wanted people to understand that we all have uh, histories. We all have a childhood, and people tend to look at that childhood as defining who they are. You know, um, nothing is perfect. Moms and dads. Moms get blamed for just about everything. And as soon as you give birth or a baby is handed to you and they're in your arms, you you adopt a sense of guilt, and it lasts forever. You know, am I doing the right thing? Did I say the right thing? Am I a good mom? Am I a bad mom? Should I be feeding them this? Should I not be feeding them that? And it's ridiculous because women are going through the same stuff, and yet we're the first people to hop on the train and say, "Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feed my baby." <laughs> And then you're like, oh, really? Oh, maybe, maybe I should be doing this or maybe I, sh I should be doing that. And it's like, no, no, it's really what works for you. And right. you have to understand where you're at emotionally, mentally, physically, what, and what's your situation? Are you a single mom? Are you, um, you know, do you have extended family? It's all those things that take, you've got to take into consideration. And people tend to, to not do that. So I thought, I want to, for people to understand, you know, I grew up with a mom who had mental illness, but nobody talked about it back then. And I remember saying to her, 
like, why are you mad all the time? And like, <laughs> talk to me, you know, she wouldn't talk to my brother and I, you come home after school and she wouldn't, she wouldn't be talking. We went through Christmases where we'd wake up Christmas morning and she'd stay in her room till the next day. So we didn't open up presents until boxing day because she was having like an episode or whatever the case was. And, and years later, we realized it was uh, severe depression and possibly bipolar. But it was that inconsistency of not knowing what you were going to get, not knowing if she was going to be yelling, not knowing if she's going to talk to you or be in a good mood or a bad mood and, and sending these bizarre signals of, yeah, you're, I love you. And then, you know, 15 minutes later, she's screaming at you. So it, that was part of the reason why I started gaining weight. It was to, to create some kind of control of something in my mm -hmm. life. So, um, and I mean, that, that has played out. However, you know, as far as living in a nice house and, and having everything we wanted and needed and, and, and that's kind of stuff, you have to be able to say at some point, I can't blame something else. I can't. It, it's just, I am who I am. I have the power to choose who I'm going to be at any given time. Literally, we do. That, that's the power. Whether you have had, and I'm not downplaying this, but whether you've had, um, you know, abuse in your past, whether you've had, uh, you know, deaths in the past, in it just doesn't matter what the experience is. You can rise above it because you're going to say to yourself, all those things that happened to me are things that happened for me so that I can learn to say, what am I going to do about this? So what happened does not define you. How you respond to it is what defines you. So you can grow up in the same house. Like, for instance, like both my mom and my brother have passed away. Both of them were sudden. And oh, I'm so sorry. Brother, <clears throat> thank you. Um, my brother, uh, he went on. Uh, we grew up in the same house, right? right. I, he was adopted uh, at birth, both of us. And we weren't from the same birth parents. But he, how he dealt with my mom was he didn't have solid relationships with women. You know, he was married like three or four different times. He didn't have kids. He couldn't manage to fight his way out of a wet paper bag most times. However, it was so bizarre because he was one of the smartest people I have ever known. He was a good looking guy. He was charismatic, so smart, but he couldn't keep a job. He couldn't, uh, he couldn't pull it together. Like he completely fell apart. And so he, he was an alcoholic and um, and he did do drugs. And so we didn't have a, a close relationship. Like we lived across the country from each other. And it dawned on me after he passed away, because I was so mad at him all the time. And I'm like, I want you to have a role in my life and in my kids' lives, but I can't have you drinking around them. And, and why, why we came from the same home? Like, why did you go this way? And I went this way, you know, yeah. I oh, yeah. understand. And I, it's, and my family is not, unique you know so many families are like that where it's like well one one child did this I wholeheartedly believe that we're born with a set of uh sensitivities that are unique to us which means what affects me is going to be different than what affected my brother right and how he responds to that is going to be different so his response was I'm going to you know I'm going to drink to get away from this and I'm gonna you know whatever mine was to eat 
So it, I thought to myself, how can we, how can I change this? And my husband said, you know, you don't live with your mom anymore. So you're safe. You're okay. If you yeah. something, you can talk to me or we can go for a walk or like, you know, you don't have to eat if you don't want to or whatever the case. And I thought that's true. How I respond to this entire thing is up to me. Mm-hmm. How uh, that's going to be what defines me as a person. So, you know, the, the main title is kiss my assets, but then it's um, women take your past and define your future in life and in business. Right. And so it's, uh, this is what I can be if that's what I choose to be, because that's who I am. Who I am is right now. Right. So if I, if I take, instead of being a victim, we, we can become the victor, right? So you say to yourself, I, I choose to define who I am like right today, today, I'm no longer going to think this way, or I'm no longer going to be this way. And I made that choice. um, When I first started my company, smoothies, tank tops, because it's, it's to empower women so that they feel confident in who they are and what they're wearing. But it, that, that was me who sat on the beach going, man, I wish I looked like her or geez, am I, am I, am I, am I that fat? Do I look like that in a bathing suit? And I thought this is counterproductive. What am I doing? Yeah. That day on, which is like more, three and a half years ago, I've never seen a woman the same way. Never. I see the beauty, I swear, in every single woman because we are connected Women are connected at the foundation of who we are because of the experiences only we share. So we have miscarriages. We have infant loss. We have bad pregnancies. We have infertility. We have hormones that are meant to ebb and flow with what's going on with our bodies because our bodies are miraculous. Mm -hmm. I start looking at it this way. Instead of going... I hate, I hate, I hate. I mean, what message are you sending to yourself? Right, right. Well, um, so what I find ironic in your story about being 12 and starving yourself, and also that you taught middle school, to me, seventh grade, something happens to girls, and it probably is hormones, but they turn on each other. And, you know, it's like today you're my best friend, next week you're not. And, um, I had that and my daughter had that, my sister had that. I mean, it's, and in doing hair and talking to female clients, we would share these stories and I'm like, what the heck is it about seventh and eighth grade where girls just snap and it's just, they judge and you're not dressing like the cool kids. And it's like, well, who's the cool kid? What's the standard? What's the bar? And my body doesn't even look like a little stick figure. So how am I going to, you know, and it, it snowballs. And then I think we think it kind of goes away, but then you hear it in the workplace and it's just like, why is she doing this and that? And I'm guilty of it. I am not saying I am above it, but it's just something at that age that changes us. And again, it doesn't have to change us forever. You know, we, we can control if we go there or not, but I think social media has helped us to go backwards. <laughs> that, yeah. where we just look online and it's like, wow, I don't look like a Kardashian. I don't look, you know, and they're younger and they maybe haven't had a baby or three babies or whatever. Why are we comparing ourselves to people that were born from different 
people. I mean, we're all different. I just hate yeah, that we do that. It's social media is really taken a hold, right? And uh, it starts. It starts even younger than twelve. Unfortunately, I mean, my son is nine, and he comes home and he's like, "Mommy, do I need to go on a diet?" And I almost, oh. I was like, "What?" And he said, "Well, because his best friend is, uh, he, his best friend weighs less than half of my son, but his best friend has an eating disorder at nine. <clears throat> oh my gosh! And he, he." he finds it really hard to eat. And, and I don't know if they've, you know, pinpointed that or whatever, but he does, he weighs less than him. And my son who's five weighs more than my son's best friend who's nine. Right. So I said, you need to not compare because you know, you don't need to, you know, lose weight or anything like that. And he, he tends to, he's very tall. Uh, and both my kids are adopted because I, uh, we weren't able to have kids and mm -hmm. He is exceptionally tall for a nine-year-old um, and he wears size 14, 16 and just because he's so big. But, uh, you know, girls tend to, because it's something that they hear their moms talking on the phone with other people going, oh my God, did you hear what she said? Oh, like, seriously, I would never have done that. Yeah. That's, they're listening whether you think they are or not. And hormones hit. And girls want to fit in and they're desperate to fit in because they are trying to define who they are. They're trying to find that, where am I going? What am I doing? Like I taught grade seven and grade eight. So it was like 12, 13, sometimes early 14. And it was sort of like, uh, I had eyes and ears at the back of my head. So if I saw or heard anything in my classroom, I would call it out and say, Hey, not happening, you know, but with social media, girls are insidious. They get in there they, like you were saying, and, and this is like, goes back decades and generations of odd numbers in girls is, is typically a bad idea because then you're the odd person out. And it's like a weekly thing, you know, like who's going to be mad at who this week? Oh, let's just decide. And it's like, what's your problem? Like I want you in the eye, what's going on here, you know? And so this is why uh, I have an empowerment camp for girls. It's a three-day empowerment camp we talk about these things. We sit down, we have uh, discussions about how do you feel when that happens to you? Have you ever done it to somebody else? And how do we change that? You literally have to be a teacher. We all have to teach each other. We have to teach our girls. We have to teach our boys. We have to teach each other as women. We don't accept this anymore. This is not acceptable anymore. I mean, you, you look at the world and it's like, oh, everything's changing. Everything's changing. It's because when everyone can band together and do the same thing, it becomes an overpowering message of we don't do that here. Right. It's difficult for women, especially, to communicate with another woman about their feelings if they feel that it's negative or that it might cause an issue because they look at that as confrontation and it's not confrontation, it's communication. So mm -hmm. you know what? Um, I just don't do that anymore. I've just, I've just decided it's, I don't. And that's what I'm saying to people, you know, I, and they think that they're not doing it, but they are they're like, Oh, I know, I know. But just, you know, but just somebody said this on Facebook and I really just thought that, 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 and do you think that, and I go, you know what? I just don't subscribe to that anymore. I just don't, I just don't go in there. And I said, you know, I, I, I really like that person, whatever, or, or th that's the situation, but I just don't talk about that anymore because to be honest, you walk away feeling a lot lighter. 
Yeah. Like you're not oh. carrying it around with you. Yeah. And it doesn't feel good. I, you know, it just, and so you have to be conscientious about it. You have to be conscious about it. And you have to say to yourself, if you catch yourself, not, you know what, I'm just not going to do that anymore. It's okay to actually say it out loud. I mean, like, you know what, I just, I just, let's just look at something else. Instead of picking them apart, let's just not do that anymore. And then, uh, because you don't want to be on the receiving end of that. And it doesn't, it really doesn't make you feel good putting that out there. Like women tend to, the, I think that one of the reasons why women do that, they'll phone somebody up and go, oh, I just had a fight with so-and-so. Uh, she disagrees with me on this, or she treated me like that. And what we do is we look for validation for our feelings. Mm-hmm. That's why we do it. So you want that other person on the phone to say, are you serious? She said that you want her on your side, you know, and the more you can phone and, or message and say, get a load of this sister. You, know? <laughs> you want to be on my team. And, uh, you know, and then you're on like camp Kiki against, you know, camp Sally Ann or whatever. And it's just, it's just a disaster. It's just a, it's a poop show. So you don't want to, you just don't want to go in that. So yeah, you have to, you can say that you, you've got the power, regardless of what happened to you before or, or what's going in the world. You can say, I am going to take the bull by the horn, so to speak. I am going to change how I feel. I'm going to change who I am. And I'm going to do it right now. And then you think, well, how am I going to do that? And the, and the situation will present itself soon enough where you can go, no, I don't. I, I, you know what? I just, I'm tired of, I'm tired of doing that. I'm just not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay to reinvent yourself, especially for the better. <laughs> Nobody's right. going to argue that, but yeah. Did you ever read the four agreements? Did you ever read that book? Um, I can't remember Don Miguel Ruiz, I think is his name. I probably destroyed his name, but um, I'm trying to think. it's so good. And it's small. It's an easy read, but um, one of them is be impeccable with your word. That's one of the, and it's just like, words are so impactful in yeah. for good or for bad. You know, yeah. they just make a huge impact. And if you are keen and choosing your words, um, that will only do best to serve you. You know, you don't ever have to worry about bad things coming back to you because you're always keeping whatever is coming out of your mouth as a positive. And I, I like that message. I just, it, the whole book is really inspiring. Like I said, it's a short read, but. I think, well, words are very impactful. That's part of our communication, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, you know, you can also look at it. I um, was a guest speaker at a, at a, girls event last weekend called the girls zone and something I wanted them to understand is sometimes it's not even what you say it's how you say it so if you see somebody and she comes up and and you guys are sitting at lunch you're at a table she walks by and you notice she's got a new shirt on or new shoes or something and you're like hey oh my god those are wicked shoes oh I love those Mm -hmm. Uh, nice shoes and I said, now if I, now if that person walks by and, you, and someone said, <laughs> nice shoes. Yeah. yeah nice shoes. <laughs> Clearly different messages, right? Yes. Said yeah, the same yeah. thing, but how you're saying it's really, really, so you got to be careful about that too. And why do we, you just, and you don't need to have people uh, on your team. Like I was just saying before, you, you're your own island at the end of the day. You know, you have to deal with your thoughts. You have to deal with your feelings. You have to deal with 
who you are as a person at the end of the day. And so you don't need to bring people on your on your island to to validate who you are, because, you know, someone said this to me probably 35 years ago, but she said, you know what, Kiki, like what someone else thinks of you is none of your business. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, cause I've had anxiety my whole life and I, and I thinking things and I'm like, oh my gosh. And holy flip-flops. What am I going to do about that? What if they don't like me? And it's like, it's, it's okay because some people don't mesh, but what we do have to have is respect and acceptance and to say, okay, that's all right. Like this person doesn't, doesn't have to like me, but because I don't like everybody else either, you know, but you treat people with respect. Like those three things, the first thing is communication. The next is trust. And then, and the following is respect. And that has to do with any relationship, whether it's with your dog, your partner, your parent, your, your child, whatever, you know, if you three things, you know, that you've got a good relationship that also includes yourself. Right. Right. And that's, I think the biggest hurdle is people talking down to themselves. And if you can, so hard, I think it would change pretty much everything because you would carry yourself differently and have more respect for yourself. Um, Exactly. But yeah, I, I just, I wish that we could all realize the strength that we would have in numbers, you know, as women, if we could just band together, um, I think we could do some huge things. I just, I love. We just need to connect with more and more women like you and I have connected, which is, I mean, how else would we have connected? Right. But here we are, right? And uh, we were chatting before and laughing our Kentucky seas off because it's, gosh, this is too funny, you know? And uh, so we just keep on, I think we need to keep creating connections, uh, real connections, and you just, you align yourself with people who want to do good and want to be good and, and understand that uh, really and truly that power of our connection as women and keep the connection. Look at somebody else in the, in the grocery store, for example, you see a mom, she's got a couple of um, you've got a couple of, um, uh, kids and she's really angry, you know, she's really annoyed instead of going, yeah, nice. She's getting mad at her kids. I will go up to a mom and say, do you need any, can I help you? Or I'll say, uh, Hey, I I'm in the same boat. You know, I I'm, I'm ready to like, you know, go home with one less kid here if they don't. <laughs> and, uh, so you create a little bit of humor and you say, you know, you're just doing fine. I, I don't have to know them. Right. Or a baby's crying on an airplane instead of going, oh my gosh, uh, I'm going to have to hurt somebody. You go and you say, can I hold your baby for you? Do you want me to hold her and get a rocker for a little bit for you? And you just take a break and I got it. You know, that's what we do because how would you feel? You know, instead yeah. of changing, instead of, because we're so apt to do it, that's where we stop. So if you're conscious of that, you go, oh, can I help you? You need a hand with that kid? Let me help you out. Because we're sisters. We are sisters based on the experiences that we have. We are sisters. Yeah. What do you think for um, moms of tweens or whatever that might be the bully or being Mm -hmm. bullied? what do you think is a good way to open that door? Cause some kids shut the door when, when they're dealing with trouble at school, you know, they go home and they just 
deal with it themselves alone in their room, you know, and the mom's yeah. like, how was your day? She would never understand, you know, how do you think is the best way to approach if you think your kid might be the one that's doing the bullying or being bullied? So you'll know, you would know if your child was being bullied just because of their demeanor and how they're, they're acting. One thing I would say for sure, once your kid starts going through um, puberty and those things are changing, don't be scared of them. They are a different beast. I will, I will say that, but don't be scared. Don't be scared. Continue talking. Keep the lines of communication open. Share your experiences with them, whether you were the bully or having been bullied. Um, now that there's a lot of schools that are like, you know, this is a no bullying zone. We have no tolerance for this. It still occurs, but you have to talk to them about it and say, what's going on? Like, tell me where you're at. Because a lot of people's reactions have to do with where they're at. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I bullied other people too when I was younger, because I thought if I bullied them, at least it's not me getting bullied, right? And that's a lot of the mentality at that age. So right. keep the lines of communication open and, um, and talk about different ways to respond to what's going on. Yeah, it's so hard. The hormones are just going crazy at that age. And I feel like, yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, like just going through menopause and all that, like I can relate, you feel like you're going nuts. And then you've got these people around you that are making you feel even more nuts. So I just can't even imagine. I, I wouldn't want to be that age again to save my life. Just Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, you know, when you had said, have you read the four, the four agreements? Yeah. Doodly do's? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I think, I mean, uh, am I on a day pass? Cause I can't remember. <laughs> so I mean, I must be going through menopause too, or, or sort of starting, but you know, uh, it's just, I have no memory sometimes. And I'm like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Somebody help me. We got an issue. <laughs> Clean up on all four. Kiki in a fetal position. <laughs> um, so you mentioned before that you created your own, um, what are just tanks? So what we are, um, we smoothies, tank tops. Why did I design a tank top? Yes. I find a tank top because I wear them underneath everything. I want, I want the cellulite around my waist, not to, not to be showing because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm them forever and a day. Um, and so I was, uh, we were on an 11 hour trip to a place for the summer, a couple of years, three years ago, three and a half years ago. And my tank top was riding up as I was sitting in the car and I'm like, what? Yeah. That's so annoying. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even doing anything. But the first thing that went in my head was it's cause I'm overweight. And I was like, ah, oh. but by the time we got there, I thought, wait a sec. And I, I look, I was thinking in my head, Millions of women wear tanks. Millions of women are constantly pulling them down. And they bend over, Laverne and Shirley are popping up. And I thought, <laughs> I'm a very tactile person. So I wanted, I thought maybe I could just design one, right? Like I, I left teaching in 2010, like a month after I graduated with my master's degree in education. And I was like, what am I going to do now? <sighs> and uh, I didn't, I didn't leave because I wanted to, but my admin didn't support me going half time so that I could go through IVF treatments. Okay. Start a family. And I thought, well, okay, I guess that's the end of that. So, so 
it was not what I was expecting. And I thought, you know, what am I going to do? So you know, fast forward sort of to 2018 in the summer. And yeah, I thought I will design a tank top that actually works. So that's what I did. I, 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 I jumped in. I knew nothing about fabrics or manufacturing or anything. And I thought I'm going to design a tank that's a little bit longer, that doesn't move, that feels good, that's fitted, but it's not shapewear by any means. It's not see-through. So it creates a sense of confidence because when you wear it, it doesn't move and it's so soft. It feels like a hug. And psychologically, if you hug someone for more than five seconds, it raises your oxyto uh, um, oxytocin and lowers your cortisol. So oxytocin is um, uh, the happy, the happy yeah. cortisol is the stress. You feel like you're hugged all day long. Bend over, the girls stay in place, doesn't matter. It covers underneath your armpits. It just covers you so that you don't feel vulnerable, you know? And you don't feel like if you're bending over, your katukas isn't hanging out. If yeah. you're for something, your midsection's not hanging out. Uh, and you just feel put together. So it creates that sense of confidence and comfort. And who doesn't want that? And then all of us, my friends said, you know, Kiki, you really have to do leggings. I'm like, what the heck? What do I know about leggings and making things? <laughs> well, we do leggings. Uh, we are now a full-on everyday wear uh, leisure company. Uh, we're still called smoothies, tank tops, but it's kind of like dairy queen, right? Like they, they have burgers, not just ice cream. So, yeah. uh, yeah. And 90, we're almost hundred percent sustainable as well. So pretty excited about that. Um, and we're manufacturing in Canada, so we don't outsource to Vietnam or anything. Um, and it's really just about, uh, in inclusivity, meaning you know, our tanks are, are small to 4XL <clears throat> and we create stuff that feels, it's how you feel. It's about, yeah. it's about, I'm not going to wear something that is, uh, I don't like shapewear. I don't yeah. like, feel like a Pillsbury <laughs> about to burst out of the can. It's not attractive. So, you go to a vet, what you go to an event, you go to the bathroom and you come back 25 minutes later, like, <laughs> Uh, what were you doing? Where were you? Did you go see a movie? And this is like, no, 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 just on my face, actually. <laughs> and it's like, it's a piece of sweat coming down your. <laughs> oh my God. Well, your whole spiel about how how they feel and how it looked, amen. I am so happy that you did this I am going to purchase because that all I sounds hope you do it's honest to goodness it's 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 changing how people feel um I had I we often have people buy one or two and then the next week it's like oh they, they've ordered five more oh and the next week that you know and then they want to try our leggings and they want to try our hoodies or they want to try this and this and we have we're having new things come out all the time and you know it's just it's my mission and my purpose for women to feel good. Oh my God. I love it so much. I am so blessed to have met you. I'm not even kidding. I am like, oh, I just you. feel like you're, you are a voice for so many, like thank you. And real, you know, and everybody appreciates authentic, or at least I do.
my gosh. When it shut off, I was like, <laughs> you're like, now what? There's a full moon. It's like it goes, uh, well, you know, I think we had like half an hour or however long it was. And then it was like, you got to upgrade to pro and I'm pressing the thing. And I'm like, <laughs> nothing was happening. And I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> One of my episodes that I had with a lady from Australia, there were so many um, glitches that mm. I ended up making bloopers at the end. I just did the, the beep and then doing bloopers because it was just comical at that point. You know, it was just like, uh, and people always like bloopers. So <laughs> this might end up being bloopers too. Who knows? That's hilarious. Yes. Okay. Um, so your smoothies, tanks, and you've got now leggings. You're a full, full show going on, which is amazing. I can't wait to check out the website. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we, we've just, um, we've sort of grown. Um, if you've heard of, have you heard of sport check in the States? I haven't, but that doesn't mean anything. I haven't heard of a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Don't out of there. She doesn't know. Uh, sport check is, is one of the bigger, uh, sporting companies in Canada. So we just signed on with them. So pretty excited. Um, and so, yeah, really my mission is to, uh, Get across North America as as a well-known household name. Oh yeah, smoothies. You know, yeah, smoothies, tank tops. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know them. Love them. Um, you know, so it's just I, we've had people say, you know what? I don't even want to buy Lululemon leggings anymore because these feel so good. And that's what you want to hear. Mission is not to gouge people. It's to it's honest to goodness. It's so that they feel good in what they're wearing. Um, and, and who they are. So yeah, we've got lots of feedback. And in four or three and a half years, we've only had four returns and it's never been with a tank. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive odds. Thank you. So what do yeah. you want to do next? What, I mean, you've, you've got a lot that you've done. What do you have like a bucket list, something else that you want to accomplish? Or you feel like you've done a lot? Well, of I think next week I'm, I'm heading up Mount Everest. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> um, to be honest, I, I really, really, so two weeks from now, um, we're, we've got our three-day empowerment camp. So, I mean, you know, I've written two books. I'm going to be pooping my own bed here soon. So I have just got to be happy with, with what I'm doing. Yes. Um, I know. I just want to keep going with this company because I feel like it's making such a positive difference. And the more the, the bigger the company becomes, the more I can help. Yeah. So it means we can expand the camp. It means uh, we can make it a longer camp. Maybe, you know, it's just about, I really, really just want to help. I, I, I feel like, I feel like a better person if I'm helping. And that's awesome. People feel good. So that's kind of where I'm at. We, we travel lots. Um, and so I really enjoy that, but I, it's, my mission right now, I'm working with a media company to make sure that uh, our name is getting out there and so that people in this, across the United States and in Canada get a chance to see who we are, what we're about. Um, and so, yeah, I just- well, That's what I was gonna ask. So is everything um, in person or do you have anything that's virtual? Like as far as these camps go or anything people from the States could partake in? That's a good question. Um, yeah, it's all in person. Um, no one's saying that you couldn't 
come to the camp, right? To fly into the camp. Sure, sure. Something that I want to look into because I typically do everything myself. So it's kind of like I can't be all over the place, but it would almost be not a franchise, but you know how McDonald's is McDonald's wherever you go. I would want the camp to be the camp regardless of the location. So it would be these empowerment camp for girls in Minnesota. Right. Or British Columbia or whatever. So yeah, mm-hmm. something okay. I want to do. And, and I just want to keep going, you know, after Mount Everest. Yeah. When I get back <laughs> into wings. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and putting up with all of these glitches that happened. If you could send me I will get it recording my way yeah we'll have to figure out how to do that and I will I'll I'll get on that right away (laughs) yeah you got nothing else going (laughs) yeah I appreciate it so much it was so nice to talk to you I could do it all day honestly well I was gonna say I'd love let's do it again let's even just a phone call whatever let's go for coffee oh wait you live in the state Uh, (laughs) but we'll figure it out because I can't not you know, stay connected to you. That's just not going to happen. I agree a hundred percent. All right. Well, we'll be in touch. Absolutely. Thanks. All right. Bye. Um, yeah. Okay. So where can they get your